Ahoy! What language is that? Czechoslovakian. <laughs> How did you learn Czechoslovakian so quickly? Google.com. Oh, nice. It was nice. Nate's idea. Nate's idea? Yeah. Have you been to Czechoslovakia, Nate? No, but I've heard it's lovely this time of year. Really? Not really. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't really... That's a lie. <laughs> can't really have a podcast called uh, Pursuit of Purpose if you're going to lie, right? Like, <laughs> about things. So I'm glad you cleared that up, though. I, I confess my sins. It's all good. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, let's end it there. Well, we're saying hi from Czechoslovakia, then. That's right. I guess today. Yeah. In our little boxed-in room. Now, uh, again, glad uh, you are with us today. Excited for uh, another top, uh, another chance to talk about a topic that I think is really good for for our culture, for our time. You're seeing a lot of content from the media, from other podcasts, from pulpits and just social media of people trying to understand how to live today because it is so different. It is a challenging time to kind of calibrate your life and be healthy and have some kind of normalcy. And so talking about how to be a Christian in our everyday life is important, and I think some of the things that are going on now will color even what what we talk about today, I think. Um, Kind of the the plan will be, the focus throughout will be, what does it look like to be a Christian in our world today? And we want to break that down in... A, a few different ways, some of them being, you know, what does it look like in our workplace? What does it look like with our families, in social media, with our schedules, uh, with our friends, and the people we hang out with or associate with? And and I think doing that, you know, we'll we'll all kind of have some areas where where we where we have some information, you know, on these different sides of things, and especially that we all come from different backgrounds and, and grew up in different homes and you know, do work in different places and, and are interacting with different kinds of people. And so I think it's a, it's a good question to ask. It's a good question to think about for us as we, as we try to navigate this changing world, this world that looks so different from even when we were growing up in. So, uh, so let's get right into it. And uh, I guess just start out with, you know, some some softballs maybe here a little bit. And, and, and I say that, but really none of these, I guess, are, are easy answers because they all can, can come w- with, uh, you know, from a lot different angles. But, you know, when, when you think about, and we, and we can all answer this question because we've seen it in high school and we've seen it as we've grown up. When you think about the types of people that we are friends with and the types of people that, that maybe, you know, we, we open ourselves up to and even how we do that, you know, that being a Christian in those environments 
on the one hand, if, if it's not a if it's not someone who's a believer, that changes that relationship and and how you navigate that. And then if it is someone who's a believer, and then how you use that time to encourage and build one another up. You know, I'll just open the floor up now. Like, where are you guys with that, and and what does that look like in your lives, and what have you seen to be the most healthy ways to kind of navigate friendships? You know, as far as a believer standpoint in that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of a specific friend that I that I know that she has a family member that struggles with believing in in, in Christ, and she's made it a mention or a mission to to show what Christ's love is because she just wants that family family member to have a piece of that love and just the peace that that she has, and and I've watched this transpire to a, a relationship with her her specific family member that is honestly it's beautiful i mean it it really is it's it's a really beautiful thing to see where this person struggles she dedicated her time and her heart to show this family member what what it's like to be be like christ and and open her home up for any time for him to come and 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 when he's struggling just to to be a good listener like jesus was you know, that's something that I don't feel like we talk a lot about. You know, when I say we, it's just we as people who believe in Christ is how good of a listener Jesus was, um, you know, and just being there for him during his deep and dark times and and to see that transpire to where all of a sudden now he's asking questions and he's interested, he's intrigued. Um, that was something that I have seen that was, it was just a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, so, <clears throat> I mean, in, in our personal lives, I think there's a balance that has to be done um, in, in terms of who we hang out with and who we need to hang out with. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of one of those catches that you, you find yourself in. You know, you want to be around people who need you and need the light of Christ that you can, can show them. Um, but at the same time, you know, you want to be around uh, those with like, um, with likenesses to you, similarities. So, you know, it, throughout my life, at least, there's always been this balance or this finding of balance, I should say, between who do I need to hang out with and who should I hang out with? You know, who, who would Jesus want me to be around and try to show, you know, Jesus' light to, uh, if that makes any sense. So... Um, you know, I, I don't have any personal stories that come off the top of my head like Cody. Um, but, uh, I mean, that, that's one struggle that I've always had, um, was how can I exude that light, um, while still staying true to who I am, no matter who I'm around. So. Do, you, do you feel like it's like a thing that you don't want to pressure somebody or even family or friends into, the life that, that you're living or you feel like it might be pressure and you don't want to scare them away. Because sometimes I feel like if I, if I have family or friends or coworkers and Kevin, maybe you can chime in on this. Like sometimes I feel that the timing of it might not be right. And, and that's a difficult thing. Um, and other times I don't know if they're ready or prepared to hear it. So it's kind of one of those battles that when do you, when do you, when do you show, what it's like to be, to be like Christ when, you know, at what time, at what point? I mean, that's something that I, I know I struggle with. Yeah. 
Yeah, timing's uh, timing's big. Overlooked a lot of the time. I was thinking about this today, as just preparing for this podcast and and this and maybe putting you on the spot a little bit, fellows, including myself. So, yeehaw! <laughs> you back get, in Texas again. <laughs> you get, going back to Texas. <laughs> I wasn't comfortable in Czech, Czechoslovakia. So. <laughs> But, I, you know, we talked last week, and I don't know that it's a comfortable thing when we talk about money to talk about how radical we truly should be with our generosity and with with what God has given us, right? But, I mean, it wasn't uncomfortable to say, hey, listen, we should do more and really challenge ourselves and say we should be really radical with that, right? Like, I didn't feel like that was something we all felt awkward about. It was something we all nodded our heads and we were in agreement of. Right. Why is it, though, that when it comes to this issue, and I'm, and again, I'm not, I'm not come, I'm not like coming up against you guys in this at all. I'm, this is as much, I'm asking this question myself as much as I'm asking you guys. Why is it that when it comes to this issue, we tend to be a little fluffier in in how we approach it? I mean, you, there's this old uh, thing they did on YouTube uh, that you remember that Penn and Teller, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. magicians, the, wasn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the bigger one's name? The oh. taller one? Probably Teller, because Penn yeah. sounds small, right? <laughs> <laughs> My exact thoughts, baby. <laughs> Somebody fact check us on that because <laughs> we don't know. And I don't, I don't appreciate. I don't know if Cody's answer is right. Anyway, it's one of be. them talked about a guy that came to um, one of his shows, and he handed him a Bible at the end of the show. You got it. You got the answer. Pen's the bigger one. Dang oh, it. yes. Dang it. <laughs> he is a detective still, folks, but sometimes <laughs> even detectives get it wrong. I'm just... We do. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, he said somebody came to one of, his, one of his shows, handed him a Bible, one of them Gideon's Bibles. And he says, he, you know, he's an, th- these guys are atheists. He's an atheist. He's an out... He says, I am an atheist. I do not believe. But he said, the fact that this guy believed so much and 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 had this mentality that even to this guy I'm going to share my faith. Mm-hmm. And he talked about if if you're truly a believer and you believe what the Bible says and you're not willing to have that kind of radical willingness to put yourself out there because I mean if you're Christians what do we believe about anybody that's not going that that is not you know uh, in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I mean, the end result is hell. Exactly. Right. And so if that's what we believe, then why does, you know, that, that radical mentality of, um, sharing our faith in that way, you know, oftentimes reflect that. Now, again, uh, you know, you can kind of, you can, you can navigate this, in a couple of different ways. I, I just, you know, I want your thoughts because this is what I, I was just thinking about. We talked about money and it was so, hey, we got to be radical. And we were all like, yeah. And I feel like, you know, anybody listening to that would probably think the same thing. Yeah, we got to be radical. But then we talk about this. We say, 
oh, you know, I'm, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to scare anybody. You know, I don't, I want to, I want to make sure. And, and I don't think that's wrong. It's not a wrong thing to say necessarily. Like, you know, I would say the same thing. I think you, I think it is a, something that you have to handle with kit gloves at times because you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to hurt anybody. You don't want to push them away. You don't want to be the reason, right? But at the same time, you know, is, are we, are we making excuses? And I think there's a little bit of that too. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that, and this isn't the surefire answer for, for all of it, but I think part of it is, is we overthink as Christians, kind of like what you said, like, well, is this the right time? And kind of like what I was saying is the right time. Is, is it the right person? Are they in the right state of mind? I think we overthink it. I go back to a few years ago, whenever I called you, I was, uh, it was a Sunday and we were talking about my job. I was approximately, I don't know, about a year in as a cop. And I was telling you how difficult it was to be a cop and a Christian because this type of job, and I've said this numerous times, you deal with pretty much negative things every day. And so that transpires to the people that you work with. They're also going through the same thing and maybe even worse mentally than you are. So, and I think I rambled on for 30 minutes on the phone with you telling you about all the issues I was having at work. And, um, your simple answer was, and I've said this numerous times, and I think you've mentioned it in your sermons recently. You said, be a good person. And I was so mad about that. I was so mad. I'm like, this is the answer that you're going to give me. Be a good person. And, you know? And, I, and so it goes back to your initial question, like what, why I think we overthink it. And sometimes the simple answer would be just be a good person. Maybe it's, we don't have to go, well, listen, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, blah, 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 and go through that whole story. Just be a good person. Get them intrigued. Kind of like the friend I mentioned, you know, I, 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 I wasn't there during their interactions, but I know her pretty well. Yeah. And I'm pretty confident she was an active listener. She was there. She was a good person. She, she showed this family member what it was like to be a good person and he became intrigued. And then from there you work it and then you become invasive once that, once the walls are, are broken with that specific person. Um, yeah, I think that's part of it is just, we, we overthink a lot about what we're supposed to do whenever it's really not that difficult at times. I know there's an, an example for you at my job. I took somebody to jail. And on the way to jail, we just had a conversation about his life. And of course, it was a brief summarized conversation about his life. And I just listened. Now, let me ask you this. Just, and this is because I just want to flush this out a little bit. I, yeah. f- I feel like, you know, this is because this is your, what you're ta- saying right now is getting to the root of what we're talking about. Yeah. Is that a normal thing for a cop to have a conversation with somebody in the back of their car? I mean, <sighs> is that something that, that happens all the time? Or is that just something that you personally have like said, hey, listen, like, this is an avenue for me to, I, I'm just curious. Right. Well, I mean, after the conversation we had where you said, be a good person. And I put my, um, ego, eagerness to the side. I, um, you know, I, I took that challenge and I was like, well, how can I tackle that? You know, I, I don't want to stand on this, the corner arresting somebody and then start reading John three sixteen to this guy, you know, um, just get it tattooed on the back of your neck. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, you know, that was one of the thoughts I had, like, that's an opportunity I can have with people that are struggling in life more so than I probably ever will ever imagine. 
and it's it's an opportunity that I can take. So it was just being a, a good active listener. So I, that's what I did. I would just listen to the, to this guy's problems and 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 we talked about it. Um, I wasn't invasive with him. I just kind of just listened, responded, but not aggressively uh, with my faith. And it was it was I don't know. It's kind of weird to say this. It was probably the most rewarding prisoner drop off I've ever had. <laughs> we. we <laughs> I mean, we, we got done. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of them. Like, like this one girl said, this is the most enjoyable arrest I've ever been a part of. I said, well, I, said I hope that wow. you never yeah. get arrested again. I think she was arrested like 20 plus times. Oh, but Lord. we shook hands and he's like, he looked me in the eyes. He said, I really appreciate it. And he tears in his eyes and everything. And I see this guy out in public. He always waves. You know, and, and, and if he changes his life around, he does. If he doesn't, I don't know. I mean, I, that's... I just consistently be a good person to him. That's yeah. that's that's the goal for me. So, Nate, do you want to weigh on this? Yeah, I feel like uh, Cody and I's job is similar in a way, except I don't take people to jail if they get in trouble. <laughs> I think uh, some kids would consider <laughs> uh, school jail, though. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean I, I've been in situations like that where with a student, um, and this was you know maybe my first couple years of teaching. I I taught how do I say this? I taught general, more generalized students, students that were a little heavier into to getting in trouble and things like that and misbehaving and things my first couple of years of teaching. But, um, you know, I remember having conversations with them, um, just like Cody did, except just not in the back of a cop car. <laughs> um, it probably would have been more effective yeah, if you'd have been. Probably actually. Uh, but yeah, it, it's kind of hard to tell. Like, are you, are you getting through to them in a way um, where Jesus's light is shining through you, uh, and they're seeing, and, that, and that's the big thing. Are they seeing that? You know, you you can have the most well-intentioned um, pep talk that you can possibly imagine with a kid or with a inmate, um, <laughs> but you know, ultimately, is it is it being received? You know, are they seeing that through you that you really mean everything that you say? That there's a passion behind what you're saying as well. Um, and then, you know, other times I've had, um, I won't say conversations with kids, but kids will come to me crying about something. Um, that probably the, I shouldn't say the funniest time a kid came crying to me about something, but it was kind of funny. It was after Donald Trump had got elected president and she was, she was a hardcore Democrat. Okay. Right. <laughs> hardcore Hillary supporters. She came crying to me, talked for about a half hour about how she thought America was going to end and. I just nodded my head the whole time and just listened for about a half hour. At the end of it, she said, you haven't said anything this whole time. I was like, I, I don't know what to say, but hey, I listened. She's like, okay, I, I'll take that. So I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's one, of those, uh, one of those things where I think both the, like Cody was saying, you have to be able to give advice in a godly manner, but also be able to just listen sometimes as well. And I think that goes a major way as well. Do you guys think that religion and people that have used Christianity as a tool to promote their own agenda and kind of demean others by their views and and, and the judgment that they placed on them because they didn't have the same views, that kind of religion, do you think that has influenced 
how you guys even respond to others and how you try to promote, you know, your life in Christ to others in, in your workplace and in other areas where where maybe you you know you would have those opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most of us has probably seen an instance of that, if not experienced a, you know, a, a tangible instance of that. Um, you know, I can think of one off the top of my head at OU every spring, there'd be the, oh, the, I don't know what their official name was, but basically the guys who get on a college green uh, with their signs telling everybody they're going to go to hell, right? Um, you know, I, safe to say I didn't want to be that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So you you are, I think as a Christian, you always, like I said, you got to find that balance between, you know, s- saying what you feel um, in, in a godly way, saying what the Bible um, puts out. Because um, sometimes people don't like to, to hear that. I get it. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time, it's, it's something you got to be, I don't want to say delicate with, but you got to approach it with prayer first and sometimes see where that takes you and see where God takes you. I think one of the coolest things about Jesus's approach to all this was when it came to those types of people, those were the people that he went after. Those are the people who said, Hey, no, you're wrong. Yeah. The mm-hmm. religious, you know, leaders who were taking that platform and instead of, you know, using it to bring glory to God, were trying to glorify themselves. Those were the people that Jesus went after. And the people that maybe were skeptical, the people that 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 were considered lowly sinners or no goods, you know, those are the people that he he really got down on his knees and just presented the gospel in a loving and and kind and and gracious way. Are you saying we should start flipping tables at the temple? <laughs> not not here. Okay. Maybe all right, I just want to make sure. We got all our Kevin sound. Doesn't want to clean it up. Maybe. Yeah, we've got all our sound equipment on this table, Cody. So. Pretty expensive stuff here. Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. I think I just got threatened by a cop. I don't know. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> this is on record. <laughs> it's on record. Uh, I can delete it, man. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and he is your friend, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Top five. Yeah, Top five. definitely. Yeah. What about this? Getting a little more personal. What if, what if we talk about like, and and I, for me, if, this is hard to answer because I, I don't do a lot of social media stuff. But if we let, just mix them together, and you can talk about either one, but like social media mm-hmm. and how you know how you how you be a Christian in that. You know, I think we all have ideas of that, even if we don't, even if it's something that we're not just constantly on. Or even like our scheduling and how we use our time. Like, wh- how do you feel like? What does that look like for 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 us as Christians? What should that look like? I guess. Yeah, I uh, I I was looking. Fa- uh, Facebook has the memories thing, and I've noticed as I've been growing in my faith, my political posts have kind of dissipated. Um, my the posts that are kind of like aggressive that could offend a specific group and whatever group you can fill in the blank there, they've, they've went away because I don't find it to be appropriate in what 
Christ would do in this situation. If Jesus was sitting here on Facebook chatting with everybody, I don't think he would say, well, hey, I'm a hardcore Republican or, hey, I'm a hardcore Democrat. He, he would show his love to all both sides or whatever, you know, whatever topic we're talking about. I've noticed that with my social media, like I've kind of refrained and I've, I've, I've had to like train myself. I've, I'm not going to lie. I've read some people's posts and like, I want to jump in and be like, no, I feel like you're wrong and have an argument or what I would call a discussion. Uh, but I, I know I've refrained from that because I don't feel like that's something that Jesus would, would do in this time. Uh, so has, has either of you seen where that kind of a discussion, like you say, where it's aggressive, where there's hard views one side or the other. Have you ever seen on social media where that's been a good thing? I'm just curious because, I mean, personally, I've never seen it I, always. It's yeah. kind of sometimes fun to read because it's just a train wreck and yeah. you're just like, oh, man. Well, what, what, like, what, I just want to see the train <laughs> yeah, completely go off the bridge, you right? That, but You love but, it to a certain extent. Right, right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, you cringe because, oh, why would yeah. you even say that yeah. on here? Like... Have, I, has anybody? Ever, but I'm being serious, though. Has no. anybody ever seen where that has been a good thing or or brought a healthy resolution? No. Not in this dimension. Yeah. It yeah. Usually, usually at the end, like if you read the 135 comments that we eventually <laughs> read, I mean, and then usually what I put, I'll put the Michael Jackson eating popcorn. Like I'm just here for the comments. <laughs> um, Cody's that guy. Yeah, I'm that guy. No, I. You know, I at the end of it one of them or both of them will say, let's just agree to disagree. And I think like you guys seriously just wasted two hours of your life oh, yeah, yeah. arguing to agree to disagree. When in, in the beginning, like, honestly, like you said, have you ever seen, no, there's typically this belief and that belief. And t- you know, typically you're not going to persuade one or one or the other to believe your beliefs. So, and then that goes to your, to your question about time. I mean, it, it, are, are you wasting time on social media in a non-productive way or, you know, is that for me, I, I know one of the things that I could work on better is, is implementing uh, time with my kids on what it's like to be more, more Christ-like. My schedule has, has improved compared to this time last year. Uh, but I still need to get better and improve on showing Christ's love to my kids. What do you think, Nate? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, in terms of social media, just kind of going back to that, uh, Jill Hagen, I think, actually had a shout out, Jill. What up, Jill? Um, Jill Hagen actually had a really good Facebook post. I think it was either yesterday or today. Um, she just simply threw out a, a verse from James. There's James again popping yeah. up. That's, Love James. That's your book, man. That's my book, man. James is your boy. Yeah. That's that's his best friend. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but but she, she threw out the perfect verse for social media, um, you know, be slow to speak and quick to listen. Yeah. It's that simple. In it the is. End, yeah. You know, you don't always have to say what's exactly on your mind in the moment. Well, I mean, you and social media media is like one an, animal. But I, I can even say like this, like when Emma and I are texting and for one thing, you can't always, you can't always get across exactly what you mean yeah. in text or even writing something out, you know, on social media, yes. you know, it can be so misconstrued, but then add the fact that it's maybe an argument. And I just think how many arguments it's so easy for, for, for her and I to like, for it to spiral out of control so fast because it's 
do 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 do. You're typing it, and then you're just like send. Yeah. And, right. and then, you know, that that is a just one way that happens, right? Even within someone that you care about and you love, and and that you're having a conversation with, let alone someone that you don't care about, that you can. You look through this portal of this screen, separate yourself from it. But if her and I are sitting there talking to each other, or I'm in a room with someone else and we're having this conversation, mm-hmm. it changes it the dynamic so much. Yeah. Absolutely, because you actually put a face to that to those words. Mm-hmm. It's not just this entity or this thing out there, but you actually see this is a human being. If you know the person's story or their background, then then you can begin to see what even what even influences them to have the point of view they have, and you can respect that more, even if you don't agree with it. Right. Well, that's hard to do if if you're just looking at these words from this individual that you already put in this category of they are a you know they are ignorant, you know they are uneducated, they are too old to have this opinion, they are too young to have this opinion, you know whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that makes a big difference too. I think when you're the vast majority of us are doing that more now so than ever. Right. Especially with all this going on is we're throwing people in these categories that just in the end don't make any sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was listening to a podcast just today, actually, where they were talking about at the end of this, they see us in many, you know, just areas never having social contact again, like where this, because Zoom and some of these other, you know, video platforms are beefing up their abilities. And, and he, he's a professor and he's like, listen, well, I'm, I'm putting my lectures, I'm sending them out, the kids are listening to them, and then I send assignments that go along with those. We never have to be in a room together again. Yeah. And he said, I, bl- I I think this could be the beginning of that, you know, with this whole coronavirus thing and, and how it's taken over. This could be the beginning of that. He says, I don't think we'll go as, as extreme as China is in moving forward. And some of the things they've even done before this in social distancing. Mm-hmm. He said, but I think a lot of things could change to where we don't have human contact like we did before. And I think that could be really damaging, you know, just to what we need as individuals and community and even talking face to face and how much value that has. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of students out there that need that face to face. Cause I think it's safe to say we, we would all pretty much agree on this, that a lot of students don't get that face to face at home. Oh yeah. And I just, I think about like the value we, you know, Cody and we all have a friend who, you know, we all, I mean, we know we've all coached or know people that coach who have had a tremendous influence on kids lives. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I think Jared Haynes and just, you know, I just hear story after story of just his involvement with, you know, his, his you know, the, the girls that, that he coaches and, and the relationships they build and the encouragement and how involved he gets as in their lives. And, and we know people, I mean, even coaches that, that we had and, and the influence they had, that's one area where face-to-face value has so much, but if you take that out of the classrooms and, and teachers that, that have had that you know, that impact on kids and the relational aspect of that and just what that means, man, that's detrimental to a society and, and what they're doing in the health of, of, of a culture and and a people. I, yeah, I, that could be a bad thing. And we've already moved there because all our entertainment can be in our homes. You know, all our, all our 
contact with others through the phone, through text, through social media can come, you know, from our living rooms. I mean, we've already are set up for that. And so we've just went light years forward in that because we've been forced to. And even as a church, I mean, think about the things we've done. We've started this podcast. We're doing live streams the way that we're doing. We're putting more content on our website and and, and our Facebook pages and, and finding creative ways to be, do this. And we have to now, but, you know, is is that... <laughs> Are some people going to say, well, if I can do it here and I can do it cheaper, then why do I do it there? Right. Because it's about mm-hmm. money, right? Right. In a lot of, in a lot of, a lot of, a lot of businesses, be. it can be. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That was a rabbit hole. Whew. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good stuff. Okay. A, a couple more just as we end here. What, what do you guys think about like families? Like y- you both are fathers. Mm-hmm. You know, you have wonderful wives, as do I. What ways do you um, navigate that being a parent in the world today? And and really, what do you try to emphasize in your homes to try to promote Christ? You know, and 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 what what's that look like for you guys? I mean, it sounds like a joke, but for me, my my statement for my family is just be a good person. So a lot of times. Uh, whenever one of my daughters has issues, whether it's with a friend, whether it's with each other, I would, I always ask them like, what would a good person do in this situation? And they know the answer. And of course they get annoyed by it. They're, they're a little older now. So now they're rolling their their eyes at me. So, um, but yeah, they, it's just what, you know, what's it like to be a good person? And, and that's what I try to encompass with my family, but we're not perfect. (laughs) We're a, uh, dysfunctional, four piece with me, my wife, my two daughters, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we try to do. And of course their mom is, is a godsend because she shows Christ's love every day. She's such a, a, um, selfless person and she does a lot of love acts for people, whether it's her family or the community and, and the girls see that and she's, she's just being a role, a role model for them. I mean, she, and I, and I see it transpiring with my daughters now because my oldest is wanting to write cards for family members. Even my youngest, who's like me, who's a selfish person by nature, God love her. We call her bam, bam. Um, (laughs) She, she has a soft spot in her heart uh, where she wants to do nice things. And so they didn't get that from me. They got that from my wife. Um, but that's, you know, we just try to show them what, you know, what it's like to be a good person, show them what it's like to love others and love God and love others. And, and that's what we, that's what we do in my home. Try to at least yeah. not yeah. every day. Sometimes they get their butt whooped, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty similar. Um, I think what, at least I've tried to teach Bennett the past, you know, three years of his existence is it's okay to be imperfect. It's okay to fail. He doesn't like it. He's stubborn, doesn't, doesn't take it very well, but, um, yeah, that's kind of the big thing. I think, uh, I think we try to get to him and, and, you know, it's, it's still, I'm still a work in progress. I don't like to fail either, but no one does obviously, but, um, a lot of good can come from that failure. So that's, that's one of the things that we've been trying to preach and, you know, teach him along the way. How do you feel that goes? Like, I mean, and I'll, you know, I'll weigh in on this too, but like, how do you feel your kids respond to those things? And are there moments where you just say, hey, like they're getting it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. I, I don't want to give a lot of detail, uh, but my oldest recently had a had a situation, um, and the outcome of that situation didn't go as what we thought, if that makes sense, without getting in too much detail with this. And she was devastated. I mean, she was heartbroken. And the first five minutes when I broke the news to her, I, I, I wanted to break the news to her. She bawled, she cried, she was angry. But then, but then I seen her, I seen her just turn this switch and, and she said, it's okay, dad. And she's like, I know that good things are going to come. And from that, I'm going to start crying. So, um, <laughs> she, she got it. She got it. She doesn't get it all the time. Um, but I know what we're doing is working. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Nate. Yeah, um, you know, with I'm, I'm going to go back to Bennett. Just when he does fail, um, you know, just being there for him. Um, you know, let's see, Danny, my my stepdad, he always told me, you know, I'm I'm going to love you nine out of ten times. That other <laughs> one out of ten times, I'm going to crack your butt, <laughs> um, and I'm going to make you regret it. But you uh, know, though, honestly, that's love as much as it anything. Is. Yeah. <laughs> It is, and you've preached on that multiple times. Yeah. See, I pay attention. Hey, whoa! Yeah. I'm not just back there sleeping. I, I wish Cody would pay attention. Yeah. I, I heard one. Jeez, you said, Cody. "I don't like you, but I do love you." That was kind <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> just those little moments as a dad um, that uh, that make it worth it. Seeing that, you know, when he does fail, it's okay. I'll learn from it, Dad. I'll try to do better next time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've i seen, you know, with my family, it is, it's, you know, at this age, you want to teach, and you should teach, you want those times of reading the Bible together and having those conversations, and you want to pray and, and start that routine in their lives, and so, you know, they're doing those things that, that they should, and you know, we've got an unbelievable children's ministry here where they really just have opened so many doors and avenues for us as parents to be even more involved because of just the content and the things that they're doing here in creative ways to encourage, you know, the kids in this church and, and in this community and really anyone, uh, you know, to, to love God. But you want to do those things. But I, I agree. I think this time of their lives when they're young, it really is they're watching everything you do mm-hmm. and every little mistake. And, and again, it's not that we're perfect. It's not that we do it all right. It's not that we always say the right thing or, or the, or the best influence, but it really is like thinking about those things. And I, I never, I never have as much now as, 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 or I never have in the past as much as I do now paid attention to everything that I do, you know? Um, but it also then it's, I think, I'm more comfortable just being me as well because I've had to pay attention to that since they've, you know, since Nora was born, you know, six years ago. And, and, and then, you know, with Paul and stuff, just because it's become more natural for me to do that. Not that it's always right. You know, <laughs> the other day I was like sitting there and I did something I was like, did he hear me? Did he hear me? <laughs> yeah, I do but, that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I, but I think it is that example. And, but I, you know, one of the things I, f- I feel a lot of guilt because I feel like I could do more and I could do better when it comes to some of those, you know, being good at 
getting my Bible out and spending time with them and praying with them, you know, and doing those things. And it was easier before all of this to do that um, because we already had that schedule kind of built into our lives. And now that's been kind of stripped away. Yeah. And so it's been challenging to re- you know, um, re-engage, I guess, or, or get creative in how you do that because it is different now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me talk about the last one and maybe the one that, you know, I think is most challenging from a cultural standpoint. And we've already kind of mentioned some of that and you guys have already kind of given some stories, but just like the workplace, you know, and maybe get into, like you said, timing wise you know and and how how you do that what what does the timing look like and 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 just full on maybe some of those experiences where you have been able to absolutely like say hey I am a Christian this is what I believe and this is this is why I believe it and and I you know I I would want the same thing for you yeah I mean uh <clears throat> that's that's a good question um <laughs> So I know, you know, in school, I've, I'll admit it, I've, I've talked to a couple kids, you know, after class sometimes, and we've had really good conversations. And, um, you know, at the end of it, I tell them, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. Like, I don't know how you feel about that, but Hey, I am. Um, and it's weird for some of them. It's, it's not so weird for others. Um, but I think with, with students, especially and people who are grooming, um, or their minds are getting groomed, I should say, um, it's one of those things where it's not going to be an aha moment. It's going to take time. And that's the one thing I've noticed about my job is that it's the little things that you do consistently every single day, whether you really truly know it or not, you're having that effect on those kids. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Very few aha moments I've ever actually had as a teacher. Um, they're long, slow burns, and, and kids typically pick up on on the fact that you're a Christian, depending on how much time and how much effort you put into them. Do you so break it down a little bit, and, and just specifically in this way? When those opportunities came. How did you know it was right in that to to even say that or to even maybe take that chance to to mention that? I don't know if I do know looking back whether that was the right time or not. Um, you're, I mean, when you're in conversations like that, especially serious conversations, I'm not very good at serious conversations. You not. I know, right? <laughs> He's the jokester. <laughs> um, you never really know. Um, so it's one of those things that you hope that God's putting the right words in your mouth in the moment. And the, that, so that's what I'm getting to. Do you feel like God put those words in your mouth in that moment? Yeah, I mean, the Apostle Paul, when he first started preaching, he... And correct me if I'm wrong here, but I mean, he told many people, hey, I'm not a very good speaker, right? But yes, I mean, <laughs> he's the one guy we know that put a guy to sleep while he was preaching 
and he fell out of a window and died. So yeah, well there you go. And then he went back to preaching. Exactly. So I, you know, that's and he turned out to be pretty solid. Right. It. Yeah. He's my hero. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, you so. named your kid after him, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just one of those things. It doesn't matter really what you think is God putting those words in your mouth. And, you know, we hope as Christians that he is and that he's going to help us along the way, which he will. Um, if we put our faith in him, yeah. Do you Did you sense that he was, though? I guess that's... In, in times, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'll tell you, I, I was at work, and this is when I was working patrol, and we went to a, a, a call that where there was a the suicidal male. The suicidal male, and, I, and backstory of that was is, is him and his wife lost their baby. So, of course, you know, I have similarities with that family, you know, with what they went through. And I got there, and, and he, he has a knife, and I start talking to him. Um, and I'll fast forward all the way to the end. Basically, at the end, and I probably violated every policy in in our police handbook. Uh, I I went up to him and I gave him a hug. I said, "Man, hang in there." And I said, "You know what? God loves you. You're going to get through this. You got to believe this." I was like, "You got to," because he had two wow. other kids, and and I told him, I said, "You got to be strong for them." And he broke down, and because at first he didn't want to go to the hospital, we took him to the hospital after I talked to him, and you know, I, I really related. And honestly, like that's that's the the summary of what I remember saying. But I know I talked to him a lot more, and like you said, like was it God's words, and, and I believe it. And I couldn't tell you a lot of what I said, but apparently it worked because he's he's doing really well, and and thank God for that, you know, because now those two other kids still still have their dad, and and that's and that's awesome, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it it, it was a, another one of those heartfelt stories of mine from my from my place of employment. Well, I I know this. I know. That the gospel is simple. It is Jesus Christ came to this earth, God's Son, died for you and for me, and made a way where we can have a relationship, and then he put a seal on it in his resurrection. I know that. It's Mm -hmm. that simple. I know what that means for my life. Yeah. I know how meaningful and powerful that is. And I've said this multiple times. You could sit here and scientifically and philosophically and intellectually like explain to me how there is no way there's a God, but I would still believe because of everything that he's done in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and, and that's part of it. It's sharing ourselves and then trusting God to open the doors for that to happen. Being sensitive and this is this is this is the navig this is us navigating navigating and, and calibrating this whole thing. Then being sensitive enough to know when the Holy Spirit steps in and nudges us. Because I know, I don't know about you guys, but there have been so many times where I've felt that nudging and I pushed it down because I was I was scared. Yeah. I was scared of how it would make me look. I was scared of putting my my neck out there. I was scared of how how people would feel about it, hurting feelings, all those things. But I do believe the Holy Spirit nudges us. I do believe the Holy Spirit gives us the words to say in times. I mean, I know there have been conversations I've had with people and it was almost like an out-of-body experience Mm -hmm. where I just, I was saying the stuff, but I felt like I was looking down on myself saying the stuff. I I know that sounds weird, but, 
but I and and I know that was the Holy Spirit speaking through me in those in those times. But then, are we willing to have the tough conversations? Are we willing to start those conversations? Are we willing to 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 you know say some things that maybe aren't popular or aren't fun? Or when those doors are opened, where I know that I'm breaking rules here, but I know in my heart this is the right thing. Am I willing to risk it all and let God take it and use it how He sees fit? I mean, that's what it's all about, man. Yep. You know, and so, you know, talking about sharing our faith is one thing, but then. Well, I, my challenge, uh, going back to the family a little bit, my challenge this week in the sermon was do something just for Jesus. And mine this week has been to really try to be more loving and understanding and caring towards my wife because that's been a challenge. You know, I mean, we're all, there's a lot of stress through all this thing, right? You know, this whole COVID-19 and being you know, being home and, and she's not working and the, she's there with the kids. And so, you know, my mentality is, well, you know, you're here, so you take care of the kids and I'm going to go, I got to go do my thing still, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's not that simple, <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. so, but then it's like, you know, when, when she gets stressed out, I'm not sensitive or understanding to that at all. So mine has been, hey, I'm going to show Jesus by being Jesus in my home and just loving her more and being more understanding and being more humble and kind and, and and so, you know, I think it's it's that in that environment and, and saying I'm gonna take it serious there. It's you know, with my schedule and my time, making sure I'm making the most of that. Because you guys know we don't have a lot of that. And it's so easy to waste it on things that, that are not important. Um, now that doesn't mean we never have fun or we never relax or we never take breaks of thing from things, but it does mean like be healthy, you know, whatever that looks like for your life. Right. Um, but I think, it, you know, again, it gets back to just the simplicity of the gospel, you know, and the, and the love, you know, loving Christ in that way. Um, so yeah, the timing's right. Um, the Holy Spirit and his involvement in that. Let me, let me just maybe tie a bow on this with Colossians chapter four, five, and six. And this is what it says. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. This is what I say. This is what I see here. Walk in wisdom towards outsiders. What does that mean? It means be wise, be smart, think about what you're doing, you know, control, you know, what you say, make sure that what you say and how you say it is is good and right and you're and you're considerate as other other from, of other people that you're not allowing your emotions to control that right wisdom be wise make the best use of your time <laughs> man that's a lesson we could all learn and I don't even have to say anything to it you know that's <laughs> yeah. plain and simple yeah don't waste your time let your speech always be gracious that's what you guys talked about mm-hmm Hey, listen, people are going to be influenced more by what I say and how I say it and how I come across. I mean, you can disagree with somebody, but if you do it in the right way, you know, with the right demeanor towards them, you know, 
they can still feel loved in that, even if even if you don't agree. Seasoned with salt, you know, is this talking about? You know, salt was used as a preservative. You know, like we use our refrigerators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you put the milk in the fridge and it lasts for a while. You don't put it in the fridge and well, it turns into cottage cheese pretty quick. <laughs> My daughter said one time when I left her milk in her cup and out for a while, "Daddy, why did you give me cottage cheese milk?" Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. protein, honey. <laughs> she has not <laughs> let me forget that yet. <laughs> but it, but it was a preservative. It 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 it. And, and so what it's saying is, hey, let the things you say be things that preserve and build up, not things that tear down right. and deteriorate. Um, that's so important. Um, and, and then it's so that you know how to answer each person. How do, you, how do you answer people? The only way we as Christians are going to be able to navigate this, this and for the Holy Spirit to speak through us is if we understand what the Holy Spirit wants. And we have the manual for that. The Holy Spirit's words in His Word. So get in the Word, man. Know it and know it well. Read it. Make that a daily habit. Oh, You open yourself up to be used so much more by God in that, right? Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, fellas. Thank you for your vulnerability and your willingness to, to speak into this. Um, and thank you for another good show. Hey, uh, if you're listening, please share, like, subscribe. Um, you know, get this message out there. Tell people about it. We we love doing it, and, and we want to continue to to bringing these bring these uh, these shows to you. So uh, we are now, I guess, going to sign off. Ahoy! Now you said that for hello. Why did you say it again? Uh, according to Google.com, it's meant for the same thing. Hello and bye. Hello and bye. Yes. So if we had to say that in Aloha. America, yeah, right. If you said hello in America, you say hello and be sweeping to say hello when we leave. You know what? It makes me think that maybe I could learn Czechoslovakian. Yeah, you should because you'll probably never go there. <laughs> that's a great that's idea. called that's called wasting time. We just we, oh. can, we just preach about not wasting time. Right. Yeah. You should definitely enlighten your mind. <laughs> <learning>. <laughs> Thanks again, fellas, and we are signing off.